This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. We're popping. Doesn't sound right. No, I'm not the guy to say that. No, you're not. <laughs> it's good on you to have that kind of awareness, though. Yeah, I noticed it yeah, immediately. That, that, that is a yeah. step in the right direction. You think There's your former, progress being made. You think your former teammate is popping in Vegas? Antonio why, why Pierce? Why would you frame it that way? Why would you do that? I love what AP is doing out there, though. He is trying to set a tone, ain't he? So it's popping? Th- this all season, he is setting a tone. Popping or not popping? Well, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't take you seriously when you do this kind of thing. Popping or not popping? Like popcorn? Are they talking about popping Patrick Mahomes? He uh, he got Patrick Mahomes on the brain, don't he? Well, all, all he's talking about this offseason is Patrick Mahomes. So he also was talking about the quarterback position to Victor Four of the Athletic, and this is an interesting quote that your former teammate Antonio Pierce had mm. about the QB position and just uh, in general. I just want a leader, Pierce said. I want a guy that can lead, that wants to compete. I want a guy that's not afraid of a challenge because this is a big challenge that we have in front of us. We've got the world champs in our division again. You know what you have to deal with each and every year as long as you have Patrick Mahomes in our division. I would hope whoever we draft, that's the route we go. That's who the starter becomes, Pierce said. You don't want to put a Band-Aid at that position. That's old. That's old, man. I think the Raiders, we've seen enough. We've seen that enough in this organization. Okay, the Band-Aid term is very interesting. Of the quarterbacks that are available right now, we know none of the drafted quarterbacks theoretically would be Band-Aids. I want to go through some of these guys. You ha- and, and first off, explain what a Band-Aid means the way AP is saying it. That a Band-Aid is just what? Covering up the wound that doesn't make it go away, basically? The Band-Aid is the retread, right? Everybody knows what a retread is. Jimmy Garoppolo, retread. I mean, Russell Wilson at this stage. Is Russell Wilson a Band-Aid? A Band-Aid, retread. Is Justin Fields a Band-Aid? That's an interesting one. We'll have to come back to that. We'll circle back with that one. Okay. Gardner Minshew would be a Band-Aid. Is Kirk Cousins a Band-Aid? I mean, Kirk Cousins has a Band-Aid on right now because he has the Achilles injury. But, yeah, I mean – I don't know if I would consider Kirk a Band-Aid, but based on where he's at in his career and where the Raiders are at with their program building, I would say yes. Kirk Cousins is a Band-Aid. Yes. So then there is not a quarterback available that is not a, a Band-Aid outside of the draft. Well, that's why he's talking about the So then the they're draft. drafting a quarterback. Well, that's why he's talking about the draft. He's tipping his hand to some degree. He's saying if we draft a guy and then he tries to walk it back and say if we go that route. He wants somebody that he thinks can develop into a player that can can put his team in position to compete against the Kansas City Chiefs and win those games. So the the Raiders have the 13th pick in the draft. Do you believe that there is a quarterback at 13 that is better than a Band-Aid? Well, I mean, you don't know what these kids are going to become. You don't know what these quarterbacks are going to develop into. I mean, Dak Prescott was a fourth-round pick. Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. I mean, there are guys that are success stories around the league that weren't top picks. I mean, Lamar Jackson was the last pick in the first round, and he's won two MVPs in his age 26 season. So, I mean, you can find good quarterbacks everywhere, and this is supposed to be a really, really deep quarterback draft. So I'm not going to disparage any of the guys that are going to go outside of the top three quarterbacks in this class. I mean, you don't know what J.J. McCarthy can be. Bo, Bo Nix or Michael Penix or any of these guys. We don't know what they're going to develop into, but it's clear that the Raiders have their eyes toward the draft because they're looking up in the standings at the Kansas City Chiefs and they know they got to get through them in order to get to where they want to go. I will say this. Yeah. 
I am all about the approach that AP has had this offseason. He is trying to set a tone with the Raiders, and that's exactly what he should be doing now that they've dropped the interim tag for him. He talked about knocking the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. We're going to make him feel it every time we play him. And now he's talking about Patrick Mahomes and having somebody that's not afraid, that's not going to back down, that's not going to wilt under the pressure when he's on the opposite sideline. They are looking at this the right way. We have to build our team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. When I played for the Baltimore Ravens, Ozzie Newsom, Hall of Fame tight end, should be a Hall of Fame general manager. He told me when I signed with the Baltimore Ravens, I build my team every single year to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. If I'm bringing you in, that means I believe you can help me beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. It sounds like that's what AP is doing with the Las Vegas Raiders. He's bringing guys in, and he's keeping guys that he feels like can help him beat the Kansas City Chiefs every year. All right, let's go back to the guy you said you wanted to circle back to, and that is obviously Justin Fields. Band-Aid or not a Band-Aid? See, Justin Fields is interesting. Again, this, this, this confluence of events that has led to him potentially being on the move, right? He, he was a first-round pick in 2021, and the organization has had back-to-back number one overall picks, one via trade, one because they were really bad because Justin Fields was hurt. It, they're going to trade him because you can't justify the opportunity cost of passing on this year's class of quarterbacks. I don't think it's a situation where you look at them moving him because you don't think Justin Fields is going to be good. You just think these other quarterbacks are going to be better. So that's why I would give the benefit of the doubt to Justin in not being a Band-Aid because he's got so much talent and because there's such a long runway. We're talking about a guy that's in his early 20s. He has to have an opportunity to develop and if you get him with a franchise that has some stability and there's no reason to think that there wouldn't be because now you got a general manager and a head coach on the same timeline out there in Las Vegas, I think you have the potential to bring out the best in what Justin Fields has to offer. And you know what? Having Devontae Adams as your number one receiver doesn't hurt anything. So two counters to that to throw out there. One, he's technically only under contract for the next two years. Band-Aid would be a short-term fix, Right. Band-Aid is not the long haul. If you're saying Kirk Cousins is not necessarily on the same exact timeline as the Raiders in terms of his years coming off an injury, et cetera, you've also made the point, which I agree with you, it's tough right now to say, oh, yeah, let's give Justin Fields a long-term deal. Technically, he's on a two-year deal, plus the offensive coordinator he had in Chicago, Luke Getze, is now in uh, Vegas with Antonio Pierce. I don't know how to – I don't. I just don't see Justin Fields with the Raiders as as a logical pick. I think that – Based on what Antonio, twenty four years old, I know, I and I see him in Atlanta. I see him in Pittsburgh. Way more logical to me than than the Raiders. The thing that Antonio Pierce is saying, and even Q Myers, who's going to join us in a little bit, is very tied into the Raiders. Is that they're looking to trade up. I think the Raiders are now. I am very much focused on them. You just said moments ago. I expect there to be quarterbacks one, two, and three in the draft, but I do not expect the draft order by the time draft night rolls around to be the Bears, the Commanders, and the Patriots. Well, here's I think the, the Raiders are in the mix on that. Well, here's the thing. Now, we know Antonio Pierce coached Jaden Daniels in high school and college, so if Caleb Williams does go one, if the Bears go chalk, could you see a scenario when the Raiders offer up three first-round draft picks to get to number two with the Commanders? Could you see that? It's, it would be hard because here's the thing. The owner of the commanders, Josh Harris, being in all those meetings at the combine with those prospects, like owners don't sit in on those meetings at the combine with those quarterback prospects. They just don't. So for him to be there says something in terms of them seeing value in the quarterbacks. But if the offer is that compelling, 
if they're going to offer you three first-round draft picks to move from, what would you say, 13 to 2? Could you see a world where that happens? I could see a world where Antonio Pierce tries to convince the front office for the Raiders to do it. I just don't know that the commanders would be the dance partner that would be willing to take that risk. I think it's New England. In that scenario, I think if Drake May goes 2 to Washington— at that's where the New England move comes in. We've been mm. talking about New England potentially holding the cards to the draft as to could they actually trade out of that? If so New if Drake May goes number two to Washington. Drake May goes two to Washington. And that would actually make sense because Kingsbury has an air raid system. That's kind of the system that Drake May played in at Carolina. So that would make some sense from a schematic standpoint. Okay, and then three, you're looking at the New England Patriots – they trade from 3 to 13, which, correct me if I'm wrong, was that the exact trade that the Dolphins made with the – no, they, the Niners didn't have 13 at that point. Somebody had, had 13. 12. I think they did so It's somewhere around there with the yeah. Dolphins-Niners trade years ago uh, with the Trey Lance move. So then the three first-rounders from 13 to 3. New England still theoretically, if J.J. McCarthy's available, could draft J.J. McCarthy in that spot. They don't have to play him right away. Again, theoretically – and then the Raiders get the guy that they want in Jaden Daniels, we're assuming because of the relationship with Antonio Pierce, and then it's really Antonio Pierce's team in every which way. No doubt. Culture, spoken word out there to everybody, and the quarterback he's known since he was a kid, um, since Daniels was a kid. That, that scenario makes a lot of sense. In that scenario, it makes a lot of sense because New England would be stockpiled with two first-rounders going into the next two drafts after this year. What I can't see is them trading with two because I can't see Washington passing on one of these quarterbacks. That's where I think the hurdle is. Yeah. Because you, you, the first scenario you brought up was going from two to 13. You think Washington would pass on a quarterback here in this draft? I don't think they would. So then it has to be three. Yeah. It has to be three. And it has to be where May goes to. I think we just came up with actually the most logical NFL draft if you're going to have trades. It's what we just did. Chicago one, Caleb Williams. Washington two, Drake May. The Raiders three, Jaden Daniels, New England goes to And that's actually how I would power rank this class of quarterbacks too. Caleb Williams one, Drake May two, Jaden Daniels three. I want to go back to one other thing you said. Because average everyday fans like myself, and obviously, you know, we have a platform here to to talk about this, don't know who's in these interviews at the Combine, right? Because teams don't publicize. Like, oh, this guy, gal, was in there. But you just made a point. Josh Harris, brand new owner of the Washington Commanders. Adam Schefter reported this morning he's in the interviews. I take it as if I'm going to pay you as an employer $50 million, I want to know who I'm paying $50 million. Yeah, but I can get to know you when you come to my building on a pre-draft visit. I don't have to go to the combine. So do you think this sends a bad message or a no, good message? No, I don't message? think it sends a bad message. I think it sends a message that the owner is excited about the prospects because they know that they're going to get their franchise quarterback. Like, this will be one of the defining moves when it comes to the legacy of Josh Harris as the owner of the Washington Commanders. And, and, and in order to turn the page from Dan Snyder, like, getting this figured out, getting the quarterback position solidified will be something that they haven't seen in a long time in Washington. Think about how many failed attempts that they've had on figuring out the quarterback position, whether it was trading for Jason – I mean – Jason Campbell in the draft pick. Uh, you know, RG3, the flash of brilliance, but it gets derailed because of injury. The Alex Smith trade and then how he had that horrific injury there. Like, they've, they've tried a lot of different ways to solidify the quarterback position, and none of them have seemingly worked out. Like, this would be huge. This is going to be huge for Josh Harris in terms of defining what type of owner he's going to be. 
We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. No, Jonathan Zaslow, uh, you are not wrong about that. <laughs> they are not run very well. We're Unsportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Understatement of the year. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into that conversation, I don't know if you're aware, but something happened here. What happened? So, you know, we've been uh, talking a lot recently about hibachi, okay? Hibachi's mm-hmm. become a huge theme on our show. How did it happen? We were talking about just different values you get at restaurants. I brought up the idea of, well, hibachi is the best value you get anywhere at restaurants. You and Small, since she was back with us on Monday, both then said, absolutely love it, love going to hibachi. We were all in on it, right? Pat, Jovante, and Nuno all out, destroyed hibachi. It's become a big theme. Yesterday yeah. we do our hibachi uh, draft, basically, with ESPN personalities. I'm walking in the halls yesterday. Greeny says, come in here. We're going to destroy you. I go into Greeny's show, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, because we didn't pick Greeny to be on our ESPN personality list for hibachi. Yes. Right? That was originally going to be the theme. The theme then became Hembo didn't know what hibachi was. What? Had never been to hibachi. Okay. Yesterday, he actually then went with his wife to hibachi. Hembo is like 30, 33, 34 years old, something like that? He's not a human. He's a computer. How, how, do, you, how do you not have hibachi and you've been on this planet over three decades? Again, not a human. I don't believe he's actually a human. I think he is a, he's a, he's a computer, basically, is what that man is. Okay. He had never been to hibachi. He goes to hibachi yesterday and he put out on his Instagram at Paul Hembo, so dramatic. The guy, he just doesn't get... So dramatic? Like, because the chef is making... It's a show. Yeah, it's a it, combo it's, package. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just... It's 
it's not just dinner. No. It's entertainment. It's dinner and a show. And that's too much for And me. the show is him making dinner. Yeah. So now, I, uh, before we get into this Jets drama, we have to get into the Hembo uh, Hibachi drama. Let me bring in Bristol on this and Vegas East with um, Nuno, Pat, and Javante. You guys openly do not like Hembo. Now that Hembo is on your side here, do you want to come? Do you guys want to now <laughs> wow. come to our side of things? No, I've, I agree with Hembo. Oh, okay. It's a pretty, pretty reasonable thought to me. So dramatic. So a reasonable thought? Come on, Javante. So, yeah, I mean, it's a one-time out. thing. You've never like, turned yeah, out a first free time meal. is cool, but like after that, it's like, all right, yeah, just want my food. Yeah, yeah but he's never been, top. though. It was his first time. And it's dramatic. You know how there's people yeah, that you don't... Like say that. You know there's people you don't take anything they say outside of like the sports or whatever, seriously? Yeah. Like, Hembo's one of those guys, right? Okay. Like, I love Hembo to death, contrary to popular belief. Uh... You know, I've worked with him, got to know him, really enjoy him. His wife, Lizzie, who also works at ESPN, is a magnificent person. Don't You know, I, she's a saint. But when it comes to food, culture, music, that type of thing, Hembo didn't know who the Beatles were, like, until recently. Wow. So, like, I'm not taking anything Hembo says serious. That's fair. It's kind of I- like Miko Hardman, right? Like, it's the message, messenger versus the message. Ah, look what he did. Wow. The, no, Radio it's, it's, transition it's, it's guy. Not, it's not the same thing. But yeah. Go ahead. But I just will point out one other thing about What's Hembo up? that Nuno is – I will give him this. Do you know that he does the show with an art history book as where he rests his laptop? So there's an enormous art history book, which if you want to read an art history book, go for it. No issue with that. Yeah. But he rests his laptop during a sports show on an art history book. Why? What's the I, rationale I, behind that? To Did make you ask la- him? To make the laptop higher up and even with his chair. Okay. Oh, so he's not actually, like, reading it. He's oh, just, no, he has. He's, he's not During a, the show? He, he's not a right? yeah, He's not <laughs> a person. This guy is actually not a human. He's just a, a walking computer. Like a pop culture history book or something? No, he wouldn't know. Because he doesn't know who Morgan history. Freeman is, and that's worse than you not knowing Rick James. Oh, stop it, Pat. All right, anyway, uh, McCole Hardman. That, wide is, that is actually worse. That's not, that oh, is actually oh, yes, worse. But that's not what happened here. Okay. McCole Hardman was a wide receiver on the Chiefs. Won a title. Then went in free agency to the Jets. Joined the Jets. Didn't have fun there. Got traded back to the Chiefs and caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. McCole Hardman was on the Pivot podcast and looked back at his wonderful time with the New York Jets. You just got a new coach staff that came in. It's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do. And defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you could tell the defense got a standard, but the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron show. Mm-hmm. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. Y'all can't tell me about winning. I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like, I'm not going for that because y'all not doing it right. Like, we got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, I'm like, that's not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. No lies detected from Miko Harbin. No lies detected. Like, he was a part of a championship culture, won a championship with the Chiefs, signed up to play with Aaron Rodgers in the New York Jets, a one-year, $4 million deal. Rodgers gets hurt, what, three, four plays into the season? And then everything goes to hell because the Jets don't have any direction. They don't have any guidance, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And think about it from his perspective. You mean to tell me that now instead of catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, I got to catch passes from Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon? How do you think he's going to feel? Like you know he's going to check out because he realizes his team has no shot at being able to accomplish the goal that he thought they could when he signed in free agency, which is get to the Super Bowl. 
there is something as a sports fan. Like, he still has to do his job. He still has to be professional. He can't allegedly tip his game plans to other people, which uh, people are reporting, and and, uh, Sauce Gardner was the one who put it out there. Like, you still have to be a professional, right? There is something that I think is actually wonderful about a player being insanely uncomfortable and not enjoying chaos and the circus environment, saying, like, I just came from a place where I was kind of just a guy. Yeah. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they know how to do it. I'm okay not being a superstar, not being on the highest paid guy. Like, I am really uncomfortable with the way in which your organization operates because it's a mess. I actually love that. I do, too. Not his behavior, necessarily. Well, well we could say we don't like his behavior, but I can understand the logic behind it, especially seeing how it played out. Let, let, like, you only let played me be, on winning let me, teams. Let me, let me be a bad apple. They'll cut me. And then I'll go back to the team that I just came from. And, oh, by the way, be an integral part of them winning yet another championship. So, yes. Let me ask you a question, though. You only played for good teams. Yeah. You played for only the Cowboys. Good, teams, good coaches. You played for Parcells. You played for Coughlin with the Giants, won a Super Bowl. And you played for John Harbaugh with the Ravens. That's not an accident, by the way. Well, it's a, the, the biggest compliment to you ever. That's that, not, those that's are the not guys an accident. But the, and also, there was once upon a time an opportunity where I flirted with the Kansas City Chiefs in free agency. I went out there, took a visit with the Chiefs. Andy Reid was out there. Alex Smith was out there. Like I thought, Packers about, you flirted with when they were winning too, exactly, right? Exactly. But again, there were only certain organizations I was interested in playing for. So you were you were professionally turned off by the chaos, the nonsense, and the lack of a winning culture. Like you wouldn't even look at those teams if they offered you more money. Well, sure, you think about it, but if the money is close, all things being equal, give me the team, give me the coach that has a championship culture. Listen, man. Like, would you have even taken a call for the Jets? Let me break it down this way. Yeah. Nothing excites me more than cash than if you're talking about fresh cash. And the way to get paid in the NFL, individual performance, obviously, but team success. A high tide raises all boats. So if I'm going to a situation where our team is consistently winning, there will be no shortage of teams that are willing to throw me money. And if teams are, if there are multiple teams that are going to w- be willing to pay me, then all of a sudden I can leverage the good teams that I want to be a part of to get the kind of payday that I'm looking for. That's, that's how I signed with the New York Giants in 2009 as a free agent and became the highest paid defensive lineman on that team that already had O.C. Uminior, Justin Tuck, and Matthias Kiwanuka. That's how you do it. So, like, that was my whole, like, that was my whole thing. I only wanted to pay for stable franchises that gave me a chance to have success at the highest level because I knew that would give me longevity, but that would also give me an opportunity to get paid. So you complete, you sitting here, and while everybody's understandably making a big deal, McCole Hardman is talking junk about the Jets, yeah. and that you know he spoke to Brent Veach, the general manager of the Chiefs, while employed by the Jets, uh, according to him, which means that they better file a tampering charge, with, you know, and that he may have given a playbook to other people. All of those are big topics. We're not ignoring those. The, the takeaway from you that I'm fascinated by here is professionally you can relate to someone kind of going crazy by being so turned off by a losing culture yeah. that it could throw you off that much that you actually can relate to McCall Hardman. The, you never experienced it, but the hypothetical of if I had to be placed in a losing culture, I'd lose my mind. That, that's the, the understandable clo- for you. Here's the thing. The closest I've ever come to that kind of dysfunction was at the end when I was in Dallas – where they hired Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator before they hired Wade Phillips as the head coach. And there was this this push-and-pull dynamic within the team 
where players didn't know who the, the, the last say was, who was the ultimate authoritarian figure. And you're out on that. And I'm out on that. You knew at that point. When it went from Bill Parcells to that, uh, that is a stark contrast. You know what I mean? And so I was like, no, I'm out on that. Came to New York, Tom Coughlin, he was the guy, period. Point it player. felt like playing for Parcells again. Exactly. And then, yeah, and then I went for from Harbaugh. Tom Coughlin to John Harbaugh, same exact thing. And you only looked, so the flirting was with Kansas City and Andy Reid, the Packers when Rodgers was there and they were kicking butt, yeah. and anybody else over the course of time that you That's remember? It. That's it. So three NFL teams and your two flirtations were with championship cultures. There you go. We're unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You know, every Wednesday on our show, we do an ESPN personality draft. Yeah. And our buddy Q Myers, who hosts Game Night, Emmett Golden, Q Myers, 10 p.m. Eastern time here on ESPN Radio, was really annoyed with us that he has not been part of our draft at all. Yet, right? Oh, he's going to be a part of our, our next draft, right? Well, yes. This is the person that you would want with you if you came across a bear in the wild. And that you said <laughs> specifically you would serve to the bear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. so Q Myers is our man about town in, uh, in India at the Combine. This is not a joke, Q. This literally came up during the course of the show today. But this is going to be our next draft. So rest in peace. Man, I'm trying to tell you, be careful what you wish for, right? I, I want to be part of the company. I want to be part of everything. And now all of a sudden I'm being fed to the Bears, man. Yeah. I can't win. Absolutely. Tees and peas to your family, bro. Tees and peas. <laughs> That's not a joke. Literally, you have volunteered to be fed to a bear. So hey, look, uh, congratulations. I'll tell you this, man. You better have some wheels, though, because I'm not a whole lot of a person, right? I'm not the biggest dude in the world, so that uh, meal might end pretty quickly, and they might look for some leftovers. So you better get on your horse. I'm just okay. saying. All, All right. right. I, I hear you. All right. So you and uh, your football team kind of put something in our head. You said yesterday to us, as you're at the Combine here, that you could see the Raiders maybe trading up. Antonio Pierce, head coach of the Raiders, said, we're not looking for a Band-Aid at quarterback. So... Chris Canty, Evan Cohen here on Unsportsmanlike. Small's back with us next week. We came up with a trade. We want to know if you think that both teams would make it. Okay. The Raiders move up from 13 to 3. They get New England's pick. We're assuming that Jaden Daniels specifically is on the board. And the Raiders give up their 25 and 26 first rounder to New England to get the third pick in the draft. Who says no, Q? Oh, I'm running up to the podium. If I'm the Raiders, I'm running up to the podium, and I think Antonio Pierce is right in front of me. I think he's running a little bit faster. He's trying to go. He's trying to go get that ball carrier. If that's the case, yeah, I think that that's a heck of a deal because you got your guy. And as Antonio Pierce told us yesterday, 
there's been too long that the franchise has had the Band-Aids. I mean, they had Derek Carr, obviously, for the nine years, and he was good, but he was a good quarterback. He wasn't the guy that they looked at as, oh, he's elite. And I don't know if Jaden Daniels is going to be elite. Obviously, we won't know until he gets into the league, but he looks like he could be that guy. And Antonio Pierce is very familiar with him. From the time at ASU, he recruited him. He told him he was going to be a Heisman Trophy winner. He was, so... I think that that's their guy. If they could find a way to get him for that deal that you just mentioned, yeah, I think they do it every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Q, yesterday our very own Dan Orlovsky on Get Up made the statement that if he had the number one overall pick, if he was GM Ryan Poles of the Bears, he would take Jaden Daniels, not Caleb Williams, first overall. Now, I know Mel Kuyper had Jaden Daniels second in his first mock draft that he dropped yesterday, but since you're on the ground at the Combine, are you hearing any buzz about Jaden Daniels potentially being the top pick in this year's draft class? I'm hearing the buzz, but I just don't believe that it's going to happen, right? I just think that at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, it's still going to be Caleb Williams. But that's the thing, Canty, that I've been talking about the whole week here is that I feel like Jaden really has an opportunity to to prove who he is here at the Combine. And maybe coming out of it, maybe next week the conversation we'll be having, is he number one or is he number one? But at the end of the day, I think when uh, the Bears turn in their card, that it's going to end up being uh, Caleb Williams. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Small's back with us on Monday. Q Myers, game night, 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, joining us from India at the Combine. The latest on Drake May, Q. He was potentially going to throw, then didn't throw, or is not going to throw now. We're of the assumption that he either goes to or three doesn't have a shot at one Caleb obviously and Jalen Daniels we think have a shot at one where are you at now with Drake May what are you hearing I'm not so high on Drake May and really it's because of the last thing I saw what I mean by that is the last season that he was there at North Carolina kind of took a step back from his stellar year that he had in 2022 I'm just not 100% sold that he is that guy. I think that he is a good guy, but I don't know if he's that guy. So I think that it's still kind of up in the air. He's going to be speaking at the podium on Friday. So I look forward to hearing to what he has to say. But I clearly believe that he's going to be probably now the third quarterback. And, you know, I had someone tell me today, they walked by me and said, hey, if the Raiders want to get uh, Jane Daniels, they may have to move up to number two because it feels like it's Caleb Williams or Jane Daniels. You pick the order. Q, it's being reported that the New York Jets have met with Drake May and Jaden Daniels expected to meet with Caleb Williams, too. Is this anything beyond due diligence or are you hearing anything about the Jets potentially being one of the teams that would be looking to move up to get one of those top three quarterbacks? I'm not hearing anything like that, that they are willing to move up there and go go make a move for one of those quarterbacks, but I think it would be a smart decision, right? We know that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there forever. I just don't know if they make that move if he gets offended or not, right? I don't know if yeah. that's good for business. Yes, you do. Building. You know the answer to that. Of course he gets offended. Well, come well, on that's now. that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> but, you know, the problem is, I mean, smart business will tell you to go ahead and make that move, but again... The problem is that he's in control of that franchise as opposed to Joe Douglas, who's the the GM. So uh, I think that that's not going to happen, but they're definitely going to do their due diligence, as they should. Q, let's go back to something you just said about the the second pick versus the third pick relative to the Raiders or anybody else trading up here. So if Jaden Daniels, you believe, is going to go two, and if the Raiders are dead set on trying to get him, we are of the belief, CeCe and I, that Washington would trade up but not down unless it's to three I mean, now you're talking three-way deal with New England here. So, right. like, you're saying that our hypothetical to get three is nice and all, but you think in order to get Jaden Daniels, you got to get two? 
It, yeah, it might not be enough, right? Getting up to number three, and that's what we've been talking about quite a bit, you know, is that, yeah, get up to number three, trade with New England, and go get Jaden Daniels, but it feels like there's so much momentum for him to be now a top two pick that it might not be good enough, right? And if you get up to number three and then you don't get your guy, I hope that you're in love with a couple, right? I mean, because then you've done all this work, you've given up this draft capital, and then you still don't get your guy, then you end up with egg on your face. So, yeah, I think that there might be a shot where they just have to try to do everything they can to get up to number two now that doesn't mean that they're going to get there but I think that they have to at least try because if they want to get their guy and like AP said he doesn't want a band-aid they've got to go and do everything that they can exhaust all measures Q the big boys are hitting the field today for their combine workouts curious from your perspective what lineman is everybody looking forward to seeing perform today I think it's got to be Byron Murphy, right? I think it's got to be. I mean, that guy, he, I mean, again, he's not Aaron Donald, but, man, he's got some Aaron Donald-type traits. Mm. And he's the guy that, as we talked to him yesterday when he was at the podium, man, you could just hear the energy and the excitement in his voice and what he could bring to the table. And you start thinking about getting that interior push. And, you know, you just, you know, you know how important that interior push is. It makes those guys on the outside that much better. And he's a guy that also not only just can clog, plug the hole, but he can also get to the quarterback. I mean, man, that's, that's, that's a dude right there. And it's funny, Tavondre Sweat, I need to continue to pay attention to him. We stood around for about 45 minutes waiting to talk to him yesterday and he didn't come out. He eventually did come out, but I was already gone. He said, he's going to blaze the fastest 40 of the big man and he is a big big man I don't quite know how big he is because I haven't seen his weight yet but I know it's up there so he says he's gonna blaze a fast 40 so that's something to pay attention yeah, to he's 350 well. ish <laughs> yeah on, on a light day Q Nuno has said our producer that you're a man about town uh working doing radio shows doesn't necessarily make you the man about town are you going to be about town at any point today Yes, tonight I'm going to make it happen. Uh, doing, doing game night and getting off at 1 a.m. has turned me into a responsible adult somewhat. But since we have an NBA game tonight on ESPN Radio, I will be out and about, and I'll make it happen. And, uh, yeah, want to talk about a man about the town. I'm going to be all over the town this evening. Are you going to get the shrimp? Everybody talks about shrimp the shrimp cocktail. in yeah. Shrimp yeah, because I know what to expect now. Last year when they hit me with the shrimp cocktail, I didn't know. You could tell when you're a new guy on, uh, at the combine and you don't really know what to expect. They handed it to me, and I just ate it real quick. And all of a sudden, that horseradish just, I mean, my eyes started watering. My sinuses started going crazy. I didn't know what was going on. Felt like I had fizz blowing up in my mouth. It was all bad. All right, but yeah, we should, we should explain this. So there's a restaurant in <laughs> Indy that everyone frequents at the combine. It's like the go-to yes. restaurant right downtown. And the shrimp, the, the cocktail sauce for the shrimp's cocktail, shrimp cocktail, is insanely spicy, correct? Yes, yes, yes. And they were walking around literally here inside the convention center handing out samples and, and saying, hey, do you want one? Do you want one? And I was just like, yeah, it was early in the morning. I wanted, I had been about, around town the night before, so I thought it would be smart to put a little extra shrimp in my belly. And then I didn't realize that there was a camera crew. I should have known that that meant something, that there's a camera crew. Why are they filming me eating this? And, yeah, I knew after I, well, started to lose my mind exactly why they were filming me. Wow. Free yeah, shrimp cocktail samples at the Combine. Wow. I know where I want to go next year at this time. Just saying. Let me tell you what they didn't do when I was at the Combine. <laughs> they didn't give you that? <laughs> nah. They, I don't know if they're that. giving the players that. They're giving they, media they that. They have all that. Q, right. thank you very much for the time. We appreciate it. Best of luck with the bear when CC feeds you to that bear next week. <laughs> hey, hey, I got to have friends like you guys, right? <laughs> thank you, Q. All right, See coming you. up, we will have Canty's best bet, an unsportsmanlike moment of the day or moments of the day. But first, CC has this. 
From Granger, for the ones who get it done, like Q Myers and Indy tonight, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. All right, time to win some money. Canty's best bet. I'm talking dollar bill, y'all. We're chasing that bag, y'all. Of the night. <laughs> so we hit on our parlay last night. If what was get, it last night? La- last night. Okay, so I know we, you believe in the Orlando Magic. That's a big theme now. So that was two nights ago. Right. Uh, last night, we had the Indiana Pacers over the Pelicans. Pacers were laying two and a half points, and we had under on 243 and a half points. And we hit on both of those, and that parlay paid out at plus 138. So tonight, we're going to do that hockey, Evan. Okay. We're going to do that hockey. And if we get a win, right. that would be three in a row. Ooh. That would be a win streak. A win streak. We're in, we're in danger of having a win streak. Oh, my goodness. Play it tonight. All right. Here's what we got. We're doing that hockey. We got the Coyotes on the road against the Leafs. I'm going to roll with the Leafs on the money line because the Coyotes, well, they're god-awful on their road. They're 8-16-5 on the road this season, and they're 8-15-5 in games where their opponents have fewer penalty minutes, and that would be the Toronto Maple Leafs in this matchup. Austin Matthews has been on a heater, 18 points over his last 10 games. So give me the Leafs on the money line, and we're going to parlay that with under 6.5 total goals. So the Leafs on the money line and under Six and a half goals, and that pays out at plus 172. Win some money. Win streak. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. Was not a great look. All right, we're going to give you the most unsportsmanlike moments of the day. There's one that is so above everyone else. I do want to mention one thing. When CeCe brought up the Pacers, we do want to wish uh, collectively as a show a happy sixth birthday to Tyrese Halliburton. Hey! He's six today. Now, he's on the Indiana Pacers, and you're saying, how is he six? Well, he was born on leap year, or leap day, February 29th. Which so this is, is crazy. So he's six. Thanks to ESPN Stats and Info, which literally had that note for us today. Tyrese Halliburton, six years old. 
Anyway, that is not the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Not at all. So, CeCe, have you heard of this guy named uh, Chief Saholic? Yes, I have. He was a guy that was, um, he goes to every Chiefs game. He's an obsessive Kansas City Chiefs fan, right? He dresses up like a wolf or something, right? Yeah. yeah he, uh, three counts of armed bank robbery, one count of bank theft, 11 counts of money laundering, four counts of transporting stolen property across state lines. Nuno, Pat, Javante, did I miss anything here with, with Chief Saholic on the setup before I get to what's next? Anything else about this guy? He he was on the run for a while, right? Oh, yeah, he was on the run for a while. My bad. Yeah, he was on the run for a while. And he got away with, what, over a half a million dollars? Well, uh, he's not getting away with it. it Got away is kind of a loose term. Yeah, he didn't get away anymore. I would tell you that much. He's not getting away anymore, yeah. Yeah. So his lawyer met with the media yesterday, and this is a real-life lawyer meeting with the media talking about Chief Saholic. From the beginning of this case, folks... The government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier... And if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. Oh my God. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case. But Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you, and God bless. Oh, okay, all right. Let, 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 let's start here. How many years in jail is this guy facing? Up to 50 years. He's facing 50 years in jail? He robbed and, banks. And he tells his lawyer to read that statement? That's the statement that he tells his lawyer to read. Like he is not taking this seriously. You think? Like not. <laughs> I mean, wait, you're taking that as Chief Saholic wrote that statement? Oh, he had to. There's no. If the no, lawyer no, wrote that, he should be debarred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If the lawyer wrote, if if the lawyer did that on his own, like if that was the lawyer taking liberties, he should be sacked. You're saying? Wow. Oh wow! Wow! Here we go. Here we go. Drum he roll be for Pat. To the practice squad. Yeah, exactly. He should not practice they squad. Need to put, no, the lawyer should serve time with Chiefsaholic if the lawyer decided to do that on his own. And that video, courtesy of Fox Four and KC, PJ Green, a digital sports reporter, put that out there. Fifty so, years in jail, but he's doing bits. He's do, literally outside of a courthouse. Doing bits. I mean, if you're the judge at the sentencing, you've got to give him the maximum, right? Which guy, like, the, the lawyer or the, the chief of Yes, yes, would be the answer. Like you <laughs> seriously, have to, you have to drop the hammer on this guy. Unbelievable! That is crazy. It's you, pretty who disappointing. Chiefs tickets cost so much. The guy had to rob banks. To <laughs> well, he was betting. The thing was, he was betting all this money on uh on the Chiefs. Oh, okay. So he's had some wins. Yeah. So he was using money. Uh, on uh, some uh, get to gamble. Well, I hope he wasn't listening to my best bets. <laughs> be Betting on hockey I, now. He was, he, he was listening to my Your best maple bets. Leaves now. I was losing so much money. The poor guy had to start robbing. There banks. was some icing <laughs> for his savior. It's really disappointing that he didn't say unsportsmanlike anywhere in there. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> right? could have been great for us. Good oh, point, man. Pat. Well done. 
All right, oh, next man. unsportsmanlike moment. So Christopher Mandog Russo goes on uh, first take every Wednesday with Stephen A. Smith and Molly Karam. And Doggy, as we know, uh, privately here, because he told us uh, off the air, was going to Florida this past weekend. Stayed at the, the Great Breakers Hotel, one of the greatest places on earth. Um, Dog normally likes to brag about him flying private. Okay. Didn't fly private this time and told really? everybody about it on first take. Hmm. So we get onto a taxing scenario on a Delta 737. You can look it up. Last Sunday at 12:40, leaving PBI Airport to Kennedy, and the pilot taxis off. And this is 30 minutes now. We're a little late. He says, "I got to abort the taxing." What? I'm back in the plane. Uh, I want to get that. The plane is jammed. Yeah, somebody is in the bathroom. It's against the rules to go through a runway scenario when somebody's in the bathroom. Now hold on now. We sat at the gate for hours. Go use the facilities. So somebody's in the bathroom. He aborts the taxiing. He stands on the side of the runway. We lose our slot. You know, the slotting when you take yes. off. Okay, you just can't. All right, take yeah. a 10-minute break and yeah. then take off. It's a slot! You have to call Delta. You got to call Kennedy. You got to call the Tower of PBI. We were hours late because somebody had to take a pee in the middle of my flight home from West now, here's the thing. So Nuno, our producer, sent us this video saying that Dog was so wrong about to do this and yet agreed with everything Dog said. So you need to explain yourself. No, no, I, I okay. said the person who did this is wrong and, oh, and depending okay. on who they are, they deserve, deserve a beating. Deserve nah, a Dog's beating. wrong. Yeah. I, I, I would say just ban him from the flight for a year or something like that. Well, they tell you not to get up at certain times. Yeah, so why would the flight attendant allow the I don't understand. to get out of their seat? That's interesting. So you're, you're putting on this on the people rate. that are actually the flight attendants and yes. the pilots that are yes. operating the flight. Yes. Pat, you're saying dog's wrong on this? Yeah. I mean, you're coming back from the breakers and your flight was a little bit delayed. <laughs> like, sorry, man. You were at an amazing place. I don't feel that bad for you. That's and also, true if someone is getting up at that point to go to the bathroom, probably an emergency. Here's the other part to that, too. You're you're flying from Palm Beach into Kennedy. <laughs> that's your not. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, like, that's like, a bad one. Like you're you're you going go to Westchester. You're going to Kennedy, though. And he lives in Connecticut. I mean, so. I think any airport, LaGuardia, Westchester, Newark. I mean, any of those airports over Kennedy. I love the critiques we have of this. <laughs> no, I mean, real New Yorkers know if you're flying domestic, there's no way you're flying into Kennedy. You're just not doing it. Well, I still if, if you have choices, and I'm assuming Dog has choices. Uh, yes, there's no way I'm flying into Kennedy. I'm just not doing it. I'm just not. If it can be avoided at all costs, I'm not flying into Kennedy. Like if I'm flying out of Kennedy, that means I'm going somewhere international and I'm going on vacation. Well, we are three months removed from Smalls and Nuno and Rob flying into West Palm, having connecting flights, and and Cece and I still don't understand it to this not day. Not me. Not me. Nobody's ever had a connecting, and Nuna didn't, have a connecting flight to Florida to, to from South New York. Florida? It's crazy. <laughs> right? Greeny up next. We are on to Friday. We're on Sportsmanlike. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.